kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Hey, listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider liking or reviewing the show through whatever app you're using to listen right now. That helps others discover this podcast, and that helps make sure this show is reaching the ears that need to hear it most. Thanks. journalist and a college professor and I'm your host for Is That True? A kids podcast about facts. Each week we'll go on a fact checking investigation and we'll do this with experts whose job it is to know these things and enthusiasts who are just people who really love the topics we'll be learning about. As a journalist I ask questions every day. Questions like Why is something the way it is? Or what happened in history? Or what can we look into to know more? And it's so amazing to me that now I get to do all of that with you. We're going to ask these questions together. And along the way, we'll learn how to check to see if we know what we think we know. Uncovering the truth is lots of fun for me. And if you're a fact finder, truth seeker kind of kid too, you've definitely come to the right place. This season on Is That True? We'll investigate world records in Olympic history. We'll go around the world from Africa to Antarctica. And we'll learn a thing or two about how to sniff out the truth along the way. Speaking of the Olympics, right now, as you're listening to this, we are in the middle of the Summer Olympics. And that's something Layla has a fact or two about. My name is Layla. I am nine years old and I live in Wisconsin. Did you know that the Olympics are held in different places around the world and new events get added all the time? For example, the 2021 Tokyo Olympics will debut karate, skateboarding, sports climbing, and surfing. Now, this is a fact I think I know. And I think that it's true. But you know what? I try not to rely on what I think. Instead, I want to research so that I know. So first, let's talk a little bit about the Olympics and what we do know to be true for sure. At the time of this recording, the Summer Olympics are happening in Tokyo. They were supposed to be last year in 2020, but because of COVID-19, the games had to be postponed. Another thing I know is that the Olympics have a lot of sporting events, but like Layla said, I think that's changing all the time. I also know that there is a Summer Olympics and a Winter Olympics, but I'm not sure how often everything is. And I know that the name Olympics comes from ancient Olympia, which was the name of a sanctuary in Greece a very long time ago, like 3,000 something years ago. I looked in an encyclopedia and found that that's when the first kind of Olympic Games took place. 
athletes from different Greek cities would come there and they'd bring gifts for Zeus. Zeus is the god of the sky in ancient Greek mythology. And that's something I think is just really, really cool to learn. But I want to know more about today's Olympics, especially what Layla said. So after the break, I'll take you to Florida to talk to Dr. Katherine Mooney. She's a history professor at Florida State University. She knows a lot about cultural events and how they started. I can't wait for you to hear what she says. Be right back. Hey, grown-ups! With over a hundred different titles in our kids' book about series, it may be hard to figure out where to start. Allow me to make a suggestion. There is perhaps no greater feeling, nothing more life-giving or secure, than to know you belong. No matter where you are, what you're experiencing, or who you're around, without that feeling of belonging, it's hard to concentrate on anything else. We can help our kids know what it feels like to belong and what it takes to help others feel like they belong around us. When you do belong, you it's very, very evident, right? Because I like to say your heart smiles and your brain is tickled. That's Kevin Carroll, author of A Kid's Book About Belonging. Check out our Kevin Talks About Belonging episode of A Kid's Book About, the podcast. Listen together with the kiddos in your life. And when you're ready, visit akidsco.com for more great books and podcasts made to empower kids. Welcome back to Is That True? The podcast that explores how we know the things we know. At the start of this episode, Layla told us that the Olympics are held in different places around the world and new events get added all the time. What do you think? Is that true? It's time to investigate our fact from Layla. And to look into that, I called up someone who knows a whole lot about cultural events like the Olympics. I'm Dr. Catherine Mooney. I am a professor of American history at Florida State University. Wow. And Dr. Mooney, what made you want to study history and then become a history professor? So I really always loved history in school. It was my favorite subject. And I I know some people are like that. And then some people are like, oh, I hate history. It's so boring. It's just all a bunch of stuff to memorize. And what I tell people is, actually, the reason I love history is that I also love gossip. And it's like gossip about dead people. That is so Which true. is actually super cool and interesting. <laughs> so, like, so then I discovered I could do that as a job, which was super interesting, that I could just, you know, find out cool stuff about people for my job. And then I found out that I really, really liked you know, talking to other people about this stuff and like, and teaching. Cause I just love hanging out with my students and like geeking out with them about cool things. So that's how I ended up in the job I have. Wow. Wow. And so of course, right now, as we are talking, the Olympics is happening. So is it true that the Olympics are held in different places around the world? And then that new events get added all the time? Yes. So uh, the Winter Olympics 
and the Summer Olympics happen in different years. So every two years you have an Olympic competition. So in two years, they'll do the winter sports. And then in four years, they'll do more summer sports. And every time they have a new competition, they add more sports. So this time, I think they've added uh, karate and surfing and skateboarding and a lot of other cool things. So, yes, it is true that the Olympic Games are held all around the world. And that by the next Olympic Games, there will be even more events for athletes to participate in. And we know that every two years, we alternate between there being a Summer Olympics and a Winter Olympics. So, let's break down the math for a second. That means that the Summer Games are held every four years, and so are the Winter Games. Technically, the Summer Games happening right now are the 2020 games. Remember, things changed because of COVID-19. That means we'll have the Winter Games in 2022, two years after the Summer Games were scheduled. And then in 2024, we'll have another Summer Olympics. And in 2026, another Winter Olympics. Got it? Great. And so how did the Olympics even start? So the original Olympics are actually like thousands of years ago. And they're mostly in like ancient cultures like Greece. And at that point, it's all men competing against each other in athletic events. And then, you know, that goes away and a lot of history happens. And then in the 1890s, so about 130 years ago, people in Europe decide they want to do this again because they think this is a really cool idea. They think that bringing people together to have athletic contests is actually a great way for people to figure out that they have stuff in common. And, you know, they think maybe they're going to help promote peace. And so they start this idea of, of, you know, doing this periodically. And we've been doing it ever since. Wow. So we kind of started moving around from place to place kind of early, huh? Yeah. So the first games is in Athens, Greece, to commemorate the history of the ancient Olympics. But then very early on, like no city does it twice in a row. And now there's this really extensive like multi-year process where cities have to uh, bid. They compete to hold the games because it's, you know, it's a huge deal and people come from all over the world. So, of course, you know way more probably about the Olympics than many of us know. So what are some of your favorite things about it? Do you have any favorite facts? Well, my favorite thing, well, one of my favorite things that actually is to me kind of unusual and cool is that while the original Olympics is all men, that really from the beginning of this Olympic cycle, so starting in 1900, so just the second games in this era, women have competed in the Olympics. So in this era, women have always been part of the Olympics from the very beginning, and they have been medalists. And so I think that's a really cool history that, um, you know, women have always participated and then increasingly more and more folks from all over the world with lots of different experiences have been able to showcase what they do. So I think that's really the best part of of this Olympics. Wow, I love that. And are there any favorite athletes you're paying attention to this year? Well, everybody's paying attention to Simone Biles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't, I don't see how you could, <laughs> you could miss Simone Biles. Um, I know that's really basic, but uh, I just love her. Uh, I love watching her do what she does. And I think that um, it's going to be super interesting to see like how she's able to reform our idea of what's even possible, right? I am recording this on July 31st, 2021. And news broke about Simone Biles that we did not yet know when I recorded with Dr. Mooney. On July 30th, 2021, Simone Biles withdrew from two gymnastics events, the team final and the women's individual all around. We knew that she was still scheduled to compete in some events, but we didn't know yet if she would compete in them. Like many of us, she needed some rest. I think historically, like, there's a really cool tradition of women of color who have competed in the games and have really showcased their abilities to everybody in the world. And I think she's a really cool, somebody who's, who's following in that tradition. Yeah, I think it's so amazing how we get to watch people that we may have normally never known if it were not for the Olympics. And sports, right? Like when Leslie Jones does her commentary and she's like, I didn't even know the rules of the sport until five <laughs> minutes ago, but like I'm super into it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially with all the new events, I'm always learning something new. And that's part of the fun. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be that you've always known something. It's never too late to start. And I think one of the really cool things about the Olympics as well is, and I really, I always urge my students to do this, right? Because we're always encouraged to root for the Americans. But what I think is really cool is that when you don't know the sport, it's actually very easy to like find new sports and also find new athletes and learn new things about their country and and really be a fan of the athlete and like learn something new, not just about the sport, but about them and about their experience. And like, I spend a lot of the games looking up stuff on my phone, right? Like, oh, where's that? Ooh, is that? Oh, that's cool. You know, and so it's it's a really cool opportunity to do that. Yeah. So if we're at home watching the Olympics with our grownups, what are some things that we should look up? Like what are some what are some ways that we can kind of use our investigation skills or our research skills while we're watching? So Wikipedia is a great place to start. Right. And you can then start following lots of different things. And one thing I always urge people to do is like, Okay, first look up the sport or the athlete. Sometimes the athlete doesn't have as much information. So sometimes you'll learn more by looking up the sport. But the other thing is sometimes the commentators will talk to you a little bit about where the country is or maybe what's been happening there recently. So the other thing you might think about doing is, you know, going to, um, say, uh, the kids page in the New York Times or one of those other trusted sources of news and seeing if they have news articles about what's been going on there recently. Because often I think what happens is, you know, athletes come to the games and they don't just want to represent themselves in their sport. They want to represent their nation. And often what they want to do is highlight what's been going on and like what's rich and exciting about their culture. And so I think if we are, you know, want to honor that, then Definitely look that stuff up because that's, I think, you know, what they want to do in participating. 
Gotcha. So not only are we able to celebrate all of these different sports, we also get to kind of celebrate and learn more about different places around the world, which is not always easy to do. No, it's not, especially because, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And this is an opportunity where everybody is in the same place at the same time. And particularly small countries. So when you watch the rebroadcast of the opening ceremonies, this is actually a cool thing to do. Look for the countries where there are only a couple of athletes, right? Because people have worked really hard to get to the games because they're from a small country that maybe doesn't have a major sports program. And, you know, those are places that maybe you wouldn't have heard of. So those are sometimes the coolest places to look up. And that's when you're really going to learn stuff that you wouldn't have learned otherwise. And while you're watching the Olympics, Dr. Mooney says it's really important to learn to root for people across the world and learn more about them. One thing that always really strikes me about the Olympics that I think is cool, and if people want to look it up, they're welcome to do so. But I think that a really cool thing about the Olympics is that it's been a place where people have shown the world what they can do, even when people get underestimated or they may have to struggle against something. So one of the most famous Olympic stories, for instance, is about Jesse Owens, who was an American, an African-American runner for the United States in 1936 when they held the Olympics in Berlin. And... Hitler had already come to power in Berlin and, you know, World War II was coming. And so it was a really big deal for African-American athletes to compete in a country that denied that people of color and Jewish people and people who were different could actually succeed. And he was a multi-gold medal winner at that Olympics. And The thing that is really amazing, and you can actually look this up, we have footage of it on YouTube that you can watch. You can watch him in his races, and you can also watch the entire crowd chanting for him. And if you know something about the history of the United States, you know that it wasn't necessarily automatic for American fans to support an African-American athlete in the 1930s. But the Olympics gave them that moment where he represented them. And that he was not only racing for himself and for the United States, but also to show the world that people who perhaps look different or come from a different place or have a different experience can still be the best in the world at something and that everybody should be able to celebrate that together. Ah, I love that story. It's so much we can learn from it. Thank you so much, Dr. Mooney. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you. This is such a cool podcast. So, is it true that the Olympics are held in different places around the world and that new events get added all the time? Yes, it's true. And we are so lucky because every two years, we get to experience either the Summer or the Winter Olympic Games. And because there are new sports and events being added every time, we can enjoy learning about even more things about people and places we might not have otherwise seen. Thank you so much, Layla, for helping us learn this fact. 
Thank you to Dr. Katherine Mooney, Professor of American History at Florida State University, for being our expert today. You can learn more about her school by visiting fsu.edu. Is That True? is written by me, Ariane Nettles. Our show is edited and produced by Ari Mathay, with help from Matthew Winner. Audio production is by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory. And this show was brought to you by a kid's podcast about. Do you have a fact you'd like us to investigate? Write to us at listen at a kid's podcast about.com and check out other podcasts made for kids just like you by visiting a kid's book Hi, I'm Matthew. I'm the head of audio at A Kids Co. And I also host A Kids Book About the podcast and worth noting. I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for listening to our shows in your classroom or in your bedroom, over breakfast or over dinner, on your drive or on your downtime. No matter what you do between this listen and the next time you tune in, thanks. You're awesome. And it's because of kids like you that we get to make cool stuff like this. See ya.